there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini-episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double-shot K-Cup with my guest, Ben Weiner. In a minute... We're going to get into your time in school, Ben. But I think Mm -hmm. suffice it to say, you didn't study farming. You didn't study agronomy. You didn't study finance. Mm -hmm. You didn't study social entrepreneurship or international development. You were a political science major. (laughs) And a year after you graduated, you went to law school. Mm Mm-hmm. After graduating from law school in 2007, you worked on Capitol Hill for Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, who's a Democrat from Rhode Island, as Mm -hmm. a foreign policy LA, as a foreign policy legislative assistant. And you were in that role for five years. Mm -hmm. You then worked for Human Rights First as an advocacy counsel for two years. How did you go from those white collar office jobs (laughs) To becoming a social entrepreneur in the coffee industry, where, as you said, you are often hiking, you're going through jungles, you're working in the hot sun, and sometimes with your hands in the dirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there are kind of two roads. There was kind of the mental journey or where my heart has gone in terms of work, and then the actual career journey. And so I still remember studying civil procedure in law school and thinking about people in Guatemala where I had just worked not too long before the year before and, you know, very challenged communities. And there was a, there was a mudslide in Guatemala and a lot of people were suffering and had died. And I wanted to be doing something. And meanwhile, I was thinking, why am I sitting here in this library where I can hear a pin drop studying Rule 14 and Rule 16B and Rule 56A and all of these very uh, technical legal concepts. So throughout my career, I've been really driven to want to have an impact. And so the way I was able to get through those more boring moments was to think about, okay, I want to be having an impact on my career and that's why I'm studying and that that's why I should do well on this next test and get through undergrad and get through law school. And in terms of the career path, I guess it's always been about having an impact. So back in high school, working in journalism, I thought, okay, I want to work in public policy. That'll be my next step because I want to be doing more than just, obviously, I I put a huge value on journalism. And I think that it's important to get the word out about changes that have to happen. But then I kept seeing this limit of, okay, I'm putting all these articles in our town newspaper but things aren't changing. You have to actually work on the policy side to change them. So then I thought, okay, I'm going to do poli sci so I can get maybe even law school after that. And then in undergrad, 
I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to work on domestic policy and education. That's important. But then I went on these trips during, we called it alternative spring break. I went to the Dominican Republic and some other trips and I saw all these ways that I thought I could be changing things internationally on an even bigger scale. And then I interned for in college for Congressman Gebhardt in Missouri and I started seeing, okay, I could be having a big effect. And people said, you should go to law school. So I did. <laughs> and my dad was a lawyer, a prosecutor. And so I followed in his footsteps a bit. But then I started thinking about all my international experiences and thinking, I want to work on international policy. I want to be a foreign policy LA. I mean, I know that a lot of people might not know exactly what they want to do, but I thought in law school, I know what I want to do. And for any of you listening who are in law school or who might go to law school or or even get an MBA or something else along those lines, or really any job, your career center, make sure that they don't push you to do something you don't want to do. I remember having this kind of peer pressure, but also pressure from some professionals around who were saying, oh, do you have a job yet? Because everyone else had a high paying job with a huge signing bonus that was probably similar to what I was going to make an entire year working in you know public interest law. And I didn't get my job until after I graduated and I was looked down upon for that, for not having a job lined up in a high paying law firm a year or even more before graduating. So have faith in yourself and in what you want to do and pursue your dreams and make sure that you do seek out jobs that are going to be meaningful to you. And, and then after law school, I just really hit the ground running with a career search and searched all over the hill and started planning to move to DC. And then that was actually when I got this job and I was so elated to have it. And then I worked a lot on international policy. And then after that, I started thinking, okay, I want to have a, a direct impact. I'm going to get back into human rights. And so I started working on human rights all the while with this I had bought a coffee farm and it was kind of a hobby and Gold Mountain Coffee Growers was growing because we did have awesome quality and we were doing a lot of great things, but it was, I was just not sleeping at night, doing a lot of work, <laughs> making that function at the same time. And it, you know, kind of it grew into a bigger social enterprise and then it just got to be too much, the coffee work and then also having a day job. And so eventually I had to say, okay, I'm going to just throw myself 100% into this passion that I love, which is coffee. I'm going to get my curating license, which is like a sommelier, but for coffee and really help it grow. It was kind of a, I saw this place where it could either kind of stagnate or it could really take off. And, and it was starting to take off to some extent on its own, but it needed a push. And so that was my unconventional career path with the theme behind it being always trying to have a positive impact in the world. That was, that's my motivation. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.